Did you become a beauty business owner to take control of your life, have more freedom, and make more money only to realize it takes way more time and money than you were expecting to run the show? Maybe you see plenty of clients in your chair each day, but you don't know how to pay yourself. Maybe you're just getting started and want to be totally certain that you set yourself up for success right out of the gate. Maybe the view from your parking lot screams booming business, but behind the scenes, you know the financial side of the operation is quite messy. Maybe you've hired someone to do your bookkeeping and taxes, but still don't have a clue where your beauty business stands. When you're eager to take control of your beauty business's finances, come join me where we'll peel back the curtain on all of the money skills you wish you learned in beauty school. I'm Michelle Cook, a former beauty school graduate turned licensed CPA, and this is the Perfectly Profitable Stylist Podcast. Hey, hey, so you're a beauty business, you're mostly performing services, but sometimes you're also selling retail. So let's talk about some of the tax implications of what that means when you're going to be selling retail product. Before I start this episode, I just want to point out that Sales tax is different in every single state. And so while what I'm going to share with you is good general advice, know that your state could have very different rules specific to you. So I may be an accountant, but I'm not your accountant. So make sure that you also do some follow-up research to make sure that you're getting sales tax right for your state specifically. So first, let's talk about what you do when you want to sell retail. The first thing that you need to do is register for a sales tax ID. This allows you the right to be able to collect sales tax. If you collect sales tax without having registered for a sales tax ID, that's technically illegal. So you definitely don't want to do that. In most states, you're going to collect sales tax on the retail sales. There are some exceptions to that in some states that do have taxes on services, but I would say as a whole across the US in most states, you're only going to be collecting sales tax on retail sales. So if you're ready to take that leap in your business, the first thing you're gonna do is go to the state's website and you're gonna register for a sales tax ID number. It takes about 15 to 30 minutes and you're gonna give some basic information about the address of your business, the EIN for your business, and how much you plan on having in retail sales. The amount that you put for that expectation is going to determine the filing frequency. So if you overestimate how many retail sales you're going to have, you might actually end up having to file more frequently than you really should be based on your sales. So try to make that estimate as accurate as possible. Once you are finished registering, you should get a letter from your state that has your sales tax ID number. From there, you should be able to set up an account with your state so that you can file your sales tax returns online. Now, either in that letter or while you're registering, sometimes they'll just give you the number immediately. You're also going to be told what your percentage is that you should be collecting for sales tax. If it's not in that letter and if it's not when you're registering it, it should be available information on the state's website because there's usually a state rate as well as like a county or a city rate. Add those all together and that's what you should be charging your clients. Make sure you get that number 
put into your point of sale system and that within your point of sale system, you have things clearly marked as retail so that your point of sale is going to automatically charge the sales tax. Let me tell you, I have seen a couple different things. One, the completely wrong sales tax rate is being charged within the point of sale system or two, on the back end, things aren't set up properly. So some retail items are getting sold without your system recognizing that they are actually retail. The problem with that is that if you don't collect sales tax from your clients, it's still your responsibility to pay it. And so it ends up becoming your expense when it shouldn't be. It's really the expense of the client or the customer to pay sales tax. I have to admit, I see a lot of beauty professionals getting a lot of things wrong about sales tax. So I wanna go over some of those really specific items. And the first one is you should not pay sales tax when you are purchasing product for resale. So if you are buying, let's just say, a shampoo and conditioner set that you're going to resell to a client, you shouldn't pay sales tax. Every vendor that is selling to you should have the option for you to set up a wholesale account with them so that you can purchase things without paying sales tax. Now, what that means is that you've got to make two orders, one for back bar and then one for the retail product. But just realize that it's a total waste of your money to be paying sales tax when you're going to resell something. And a lot of times beauty professionals will ask me, well, if I have resold something and I've paid sales tax when I bought it, can I just not charge my client? That doesn't work because you're generally going to be marking up the retail. So maybe you've paid $10 for something, but you're selling it for 20. The state wants sales tax on the 20, not just on the 10. If you're paying sales tax on the 10, that means the state got sales tax for $30 of sales when it really only wanted it for 20. And it's not a great situation. You definitely don't want to do that. Some states will allow you to claim a refund if you have paid sales tax when purchasing items for wholesale. And sometimes it is pretty simple to put that on the sales tax return, but I don't like that. And here's why. One, you're just creating more work for yourself. Instead of getting things set up properly from the beginning, you're now creating a system on the back end where you have to like make up for an old mistake. And it's one thing to do that once before you know what to do and you need to fix it. But to have that be something that you have to do every single quarter, every single month when you're filing your sales tax returns, it's just not a good system. So if you're not sure whether or not you should be paying sales tax on something, just remember that it's the final purchaser of the product that should be paying the sales tax. So if it's back bar and you're the final user using that in your services, you should pay sales tax on that purchase. But if you are selling product that you are giving to your client and they're going to go use it at home, then they're the final user. So that's the easiest way to differentiate between who should be paying the sales tax. Now, let's say you buy something at wholesale, so you're not paying sales tax, but then you do end up using it in your business as back bar. There's something called use tax, and you'll see that most of the sales tax returns are actually called sales and use tax. So when you utilize a product that originally you didn't pay tax on, but should have because you ended up pulling it into your back bar, there is actually a spot on the tax return for that. So just be aware that you should be paying use tax if you didn't pay sales tax on the purchase and then you did pay the final user.
If I could impress upon you one thing from this entire podcast, I want it to be that you realize that sales tax is not your money. Yes, it gets pulled in with your services and retail sales. So it's getting deposited in that same deposit from your point of sale software, but it's the government's money. So when people tell me that they don't have the money to pay their sales tax, what I hear is you took money from the government that wasn't yours and you spent it. And that's what the government's hearing too. And that's a problem, a really big problem, because the states are aggressive about collecting sales tax for this reason. So realize that while the cash may come into your account, it was never part of your service totals. You charged the price that you wanted for the services in retail. It was money collected in addition to that. And the government expects you to set that aside. Best practice is to open up a separate bank account. If you struggle to be able to pay your sales tax when it comes due, open a separate savings account and every week go look, see how much you collected in sales tax and transfer it over to that separate savings account so that you don't touch it. So the important thing is to understand that sales tax is not a business expense because you're collecting it from your customer and then you are immediately then taking it and giving it to the government. So it's just a flowing through your bank account. It just happens to touch your bank account and then leave, but it's never your money. It's not your income and it's not your expense. And because of that, you're not going to see sales tax on your profit and loss statement unless you've messed something up. If you haven't collected sales tax and then you go to file a return and you've under withheld, then there might be some sales tax that does get recognized on your P&L because you are responsible for making up the difference if you didn't collect enough sales tax. But otherwise, you shouldn't see sales tax as an expense on your profit and loss. Remember, your sales tax ID number is tied to your business's tax ID number. So if you own a sole proprietorship, it's tied to your social security number. If you have an LLC or an S corporation, it's going to be tied to your EIN. If you move from being a sole proprietorship over into being an LLC, you're going to need to close out the sole proprietorship account and open up a new one for the LLC. So these accounts don't transfer between businesses. And when you register a legal entity, the state sees it as a new separate business. Okay, so now that we've talked about some of the pitfalls of sales tax returns, let's talk about actually filing one. It's pretty similar for most states, so I'm gonna go through that general cadence. The first thing that you're going to do is you need to register for an account online so that you can pay your sales tax online. And the sales tax returns are also able to be done through that account. The general flow is that a sales tax return is gonna ask you for total sales. So that includes your services and retail. Then it's going to allow for deductions. One of those deductions in most states is going to be your services because in most states, services are not subject to sales tax. So at the end, you're going to end with your retail sales being that taxable amount. Some states will automatically calculate the tax knowing the location of your business and what the city and county rates are. Other states are gonna make you tell them the rate and then they're gonna confirm and make sure that you're correct. So just be aware that there can be that nuance. From there, you click file, you make your payment and everything's said and done. 
If you miss filing your sales tax return, the best thing is to get it paid right away. Go ahead, get caught up on any missed filings. If you go too long with having missed it, you'll start getting letters from the state and the state will start to estimate how much they think that you owe just based on what their best guess is. I would say in most circumstances, the state's going to overestimate in their favor. So if you ever get a letter from the state that says, you know, you owe thousands of dollars more than what you typically owe in sales tax, that's probably what's happening. You probably forgot to file a sales tax return. Just go ahead, get it submitted. And then the amount that they're claiming that you owe, you don't really owe that amount. They just want you to file so that you can prove the amount that you actually do owe. And then you can go ahead and pay the amount that you actually do owe, plus probably a little bit of penalties and interest. I would say in terms of penalties and interest though, for most beauty professionals, it's not a whole ton, ton of money. It really depends on the state though. Some states are more aggressive with their penalties and it's also in relation to how much you owed. So, you know, if your sales tax owed was a couple hundred bucks, that's going to be a lot smaller of penalties and interest than say a sales tax return where you owe multiple thousands of dollars. One last thought I wanna leave you on with sales tax is whether or not you're really committed to selling retail because the fines and penalties for not filing a sales tax are extra expenses. If you don't know how to file the sales tax return on your own, then you're going to have to also pay someone to do that. You need to make sure that the amount of profit that you're getting from selling retail is going to cover those kinds of expenses and I would say inconveniences. So I'm not saying don't sell retail. I'm just saying that if you are going to sell retail, make sure that you really sell it. Make sure you're really offering it to your clients and doing your best with it because otherwise it's just really not worth it to have all of the extra compliance if you're not also gonna have the extra profit. I hope that was helpful. And if it was, would you please leave a five-star rating and review? It really helps other beauty professionals find the podcast just like you.